Hey, um, we're recording. Um, we're starting this episode from uh, where, where we left off. We were talking about Fall of the Black Eagle Barony and then how we were going to go on the adventure of X1, the Isle of Dread. But before we go into the actual adventure, this episode I want to go over the description of the known world that is in the Isle of Dread adventure. And from there, some of the uh, specific maps my dad made. Um, and go over some of those um, and try to clarify some questions I have about them. Um, so first off, going into what's written in the adventure, there is a map, a um, continental map in the middle of the book, and then there's a description of all the countries and everything. Um, okay, so first off, before it goes into the countries, it says that there's a, um, that it's a suggested map, and the following descriptions are a suggested key to the areas mentioned on the map. Um, so, you can expand the map by de designing a wilderness area where the map leaves off. Did you ever do that, or did you find the other modules first? Um, before I had a chance, uh, the other modules came out. Okay. But, like, you didn't really, like, like to the south here or uh, here or anything no. like that? Um, the, we hadn't done enough in this map to warrant going outside this map. Okay. Um, okay. So, okay, so for some of these, um, they have a direct analogy to different um, real-world cultures, but for the ones that aren't, what I'm going to do is read the description and ask you what real-world culture that sounds like to you. Okay. Um. Um, Glantry is a magocracy. That is, the princes and princesses who rule this day are all high-level magic users. They live in Glant Glantry City most of the time, though each ruler also has a castle hidden in some remote wilderness area. Actually, the rulers are more concerned with magical research than with ruling. Most decisions are left to the various local councils, elders, and the princely stewards. The princes and princesses do not trust each other and live in a state of uneasy truce. In the face of invasion or rebellion, however, they are quick to unite. In extreme emergency, they will select one of their number as dictator to, to serve for one year. So, what's, what's your idea of that? The movie Color of Purple. <laughs> uh, the Discworld? Yes. I don't know if he had written those books yet. No, he hadn't. Because I'm pretty sure he started the books in the 80s. When, when that movie so came out. I thought, gee, that's just like this. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But like the idea of, um, I mean, obviously in the real world, there weren't magic users. Nope. But there's lords who live in a central city. Yeah, it's called feudal system. Well, not really. But but there's, okay, so there's a group of lords, um, princes, princes who live in a central city have estates out in the back country 
right. uh, in the countryside. Um, and they leave the affairs to their minions in the countryside. Right. But in the case of invasion or rebellion, they unite and they elect, elect a dictator. Yep. So there is no correlation. So in there's human society. Right. So there's a there's a few. Well, the the whole thing with the dictator reminds you of Rome. Yeah, and but that was the Republic elected. of Rome. Yeah. 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 Well, the dictator was elected. The 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 Senate elected the dictator. Um, usually, the consul was elevated to dictator. Yeah, but um, the dictator was already in power, yeah. and all the Senate was doing was confirming yeah. that yeah, he is in power. Um, and then there's also the Holy Roman Empire, which um, they would elect their the king, um, the pope. Well, the the Holy Roman Empire elected the king. Yeah, the the emperor, the Holy Roman Emperor, um, and it was based on the local. It was based, there were certain certain princes had a seat on a council that voted for the emperor. Yeah. Um, another suggestion for Lantry is if you look back at um, I know you didn't know about this at the time, but um, recently um, Lawrence Schick, one of the designers at TSR, she released information about the original known world. Apparently, Schick and Moldvay, the guy who wrote X1, uh -huh. um, both were, um, they they played their original campaign and they called it the Known World. Okay. And a lot of the names and um, ideas for culture got transported to the X1 adventure. And Glantry, mm -hmm. Glantry and the, uh, the kingdom around it, Glantry was a city and the kingdom had a different name, but they were supposed to be Welsh. Okay. Or, or French. Well, Celtic, basically. Yeah. Um, and if you look at... Before Rome, Celts were... Yeah. Big. If you look at the... Um, the what little information we have about the Celts. Um, they did sometimes elect a central leader if they had to unite. Okay, yeah. And I, I think we talked about this before, but we never actually went to Glantry while you were DM. Nope. So, okay. But what do you think about adding a Welsh culture or French culture there? That, that would probably be acceptable. Um, okay. Better, better than a Buddhist culture. Yeah. Thank you, Linda. Okay. Um, then we have the Ethengarconate. And we never went to the Ethengarconate? Um, where was that? This no. area. The, the big plains area. No. Um, which actually is not that big. <laughs> no, for, for, for step nomads, it's not that big no, of an area. Um, so, the suggested culture. So, we never went there, but how you made any plans for it? Um, um, I was going to make it like the Mongols. Yeah. Because it suggests, it suggests a few different cultures. The horsemen of Central Asian steps, Huns, Mongols, Magyars, Turks, and so on. Yeah. Because for for the area, looking at the area, it reminds me more of the Hungary, the the plains of Hungary, the Hungarian yeah. plains, um, which would be more like Magyar culture, right? Or Huns. Huns conquered the same area, right? Um, 
but they're really all the same culture. The step cultures are all really similar. Yep. But you were going for the Mongols. That's what yeah. you're thinking. Cause that's, that's what the gazetteers go with is Mongols. Right. Um, okay. Um, the held in freeholds, um, which are just this border area up here. Yeah, I had no ambition for that yeah. area whatsoever. Uh, the barbaric, fair-haired people who hunt fish and raise crops in isolated farms. Related to people of the northeastern kings, but the knowledge no ruler. So, related to the northern reaches. No ruler among themselves higher than the individual household leader. Culture is very similar to that of medieval Iceland. Yeah. So, if you were to make it similar to medieval Iceland, what stage of medieval Iceland are we talking about? Because there's the Christianization period where Iceland is ruled by um, council people. Yeah, it would and have been there's the pagans. It would have been before the Christians. Just when, yeah, because there's a period when Iceland is just beginning to be settled and there's different household groups. Right. And there's no authority. Right. Um, let's see. Um, and the northern reaches. Did we ever go to the northern reaches? Nope. Okay. Um, and the three kingdoms, some people like to c compare like Oslo and Soderford and Vestland to like Sweden, Norway, Denmark, or different time periods of Vikings. Did you have any plans to go with that? Nope. Like I said, the known map there had so many things going on yeah. that we didn't even get to that I just gleaned over most of those. Yeah. To see if we would be using any of it. Yeah. I'm just trying to get an idea of what you had in mind so I can carry that forward in my version. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it just describes the northern reaches as Vikings. It doesn't specify right here. Other other places do, but not, not here in X1. Um, but you didn't you you hadn't thought of specifying each kingdom by country. No. Historically. Um the Broken Lands. So this is this, this area here. Yeah. Um, the Broken Lands are an area of rocky badlands and old volcanic lava beds. The land is extremely wild and inhabited mainly by outcasts and monsters. So that's different than what is described as later. Right. Did we ever go there? Did you ever no. have ideas for it? I had ideas like Mordor for it. Okay. To make it more like Mordor. Right. Okay. Because I know we, cause we talked about not in one of these interviews, but we talked about the extent of the empire. Yeah. And you said that the broken lands were partial. It was like a military domain of the empire. Right. You know, just like a militarily occupied, not, not actually. A, yeah. Like a the province. state of Nevada. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you were, you were thinking of like Mordor. Yeah. Um, like with the, the ashen lands and everything. Right. So you're also thinking volcanoes in there? Yep. And even swamps. Okay. Because um, in the in the Gazetteer, um, they basically have all the different humanoid tribes have a, have a place in there. Yeah, have a small contingent, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of making like the homeland of the orcs. Sounds good. Which would fit you with your Mordor idea. Right, right. And as far as the other goblinoids, they'd have different homelands. Right. 
Um, okay. Rock home. Did we ever go to rock home? The Dwarven place? Nope. The Dwarven mountains. Cause I know we had to cross the, the Yalarum desert at one point. Yeah. Cause there's a, um, and we'll, when we go over the other map, we'll find that trail. Cause you had a trail on there. Yeah. Um, but when we're going to that crossing the desert, where were we going to? Were we going to Rockham or the Northern Reaches or what? Northern Reaches. Okay. So we never actually went to the Dwarven place. No. Um, we had a lot of Dwarf characters. Were they mostly from Rockham or somewhere else? Mostly from Rockham. Okay. And they didn't want to go back because they were outcast. Yeah. Well, that brings up another thing. Um, so I have an idea that I really want to actually implement and play. All demi-human characters who are adventurers. Mm -hmm. um, my idea is to make Anyone, any demi-human who's an adventurer is an outcast. Right. Like all the dwarves, hobbits, and elves, they're all very insular. They don't like human human or humanoid nope. intruding on their territory. Nope, they don't. And, and they all have their culture and they stay at home and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and the reason you're an adventurer is because you were outcast for something you did at home. Right. You're banished. Yep. So... That's the way I played them. You're not really an adventurer by choice. That's correct. Which fits with why Galron and his family stay in the Dragon City instead of going back to the elves. Yep. Um, that's just, yeah. It makes it makes the uh, demi... It also gives an excuse to make demi-humans less common. And Galron had a bunch of elves to go to right there. They weren't his tribe, but he could have gone. Yeah. Yeah. And I made that available to him. Yeah. I don't remember that, but yeah. I know. That was a long time ago. Um, so, we didn't go to Rockholm. Um, Darokan. Okay. So, um, well, let's read the description first. Because oh, I know we, or am I skipping something? Oh, no, I just, um, oh, before we get to Derek in, I put it out of order my question. Um, a true again. So the true again clans, these grassy plateau forests and hilly regions next to the sea are inhabited by herders, huntsmen and fishermen who live in small villages. All the villages claim to be descended from the ancient hero Trugan. If threatened by war, they will unite under a temporarily elected leader. Does that sound like a specific real-world culture? No. That you can think of? No. Did you... Um, maybe, maybe do, the, do you remember who the Etrugan are? Yeah. Over here? Maybe the um, Cossacks of uh, Northern Eurasia. Right. Possibly. Right. Um, did you have any plans for them? Because you also said that part of the plateau was under control of the Empire. Yeah. Um. It was under the control of the empire in that a, a tribute emissary went and uh, assessed each of the clans. You're going outside to finish. No, I'm not. My hands can't do it. I'm going. You said we. Um, so it's part of the empire as in... 
actual most empires worked back in the ancient era. Yep. They would take tribute and call it part of their territory. Yep. And and Stint. if they and they were supposed to be an early warning system for uh, invasions from that direction. Their buffer state. Yeah. Similar to Armenia was for the Roman Empire. Right. Um did the empire maintain any military presence at all? Um maybe a um uh, uh, I don't know what you call them, counselor, whatever. Oh, okay, just ambassador. They they were not to oversee the goings daily goings on of the communities, but they were there to assist. Advisor, asked. an advisor, an advisor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, but not a vizier. Oh, and also with the Etrurian clans. We talked about this before. Um. So my idea was um, to make the Etrugan clan similar to the tribes of Israel before they were united under a king. That would work. Because the, it, it makes sense. If threatened by war, they united the temporary elected leader. Right. That's very similar to the judges. Yeah, the it is. Of the judges. You know, the, the judges the, would the rule judges for period weren't time. elected. Well, depending on which one you're talking about. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they weren't always recognized by all the tribes. That is true. Um, but like herders, hunters, fishermen in small villages, yeah. it's very much like ancient Israel before they were before united. Saul. Yeah. We're really talking about before Samuel, because Samuel was really the one who united them all and kept them united. Yeah, that's true too. Um, but yeah, you know, the you know, herders, sheep herders, mm -hmm. that works with the high plateau. Yeah. Um, and fishermen over by the coast. Yep. Or rivers. Yeah. Well, because, you know, you have the plateau and then you have the coast below it. Right. South of it. Um, yeah. So, so how do you think the Israel, um, tribes of Israel would go with how you would develop the setting? <sighs> Don't know. Didn't have anybody go in there. So I didn't have to put that much thought into it. But it would work with the situation of the Empire and everything? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Because they paid tribute to both Assyria, Babylon, and Egypt. Yeah. Oh, and the Philistines. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. Let's see. Oh. Now Darakin. So Darakin, the, Repu the Republic is centered around the capital, Darakin. Its wealth is based on trade from Lake Anserac, large in inland lake, the Shiel River, the eastern caravan route, and sea trade filtering through the Mal Malfegi Swamp. Darakin is a plutocracy. That is, the government is run by the wealthiest merchant family. The culture resembles that of Venice or Genoa in medi medieval Italy. So... What kind of culture did you focus on for Derekin? To, to compare them to the Venetians, Venetians, the people from Venice, uh, would not be right because there's, they're, they're not on the coast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they don't have a sea trade. Yeah. But they were very trade-minded. So I was going to compare them more 
to that of Persia. Mm, okay. Um, Not Babylon, but Persia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it also... Okay. So, how independent were each of these cities? Were they like in a city-state status? Or what was the... Because you had Darrow can be the capital of the empire. Yeah. Um, which I'm assuming wasn't called the Thiatian Empire. No. I mean, it controlled Thiatis, but it wasn't the Thiatian Empire. No, it wasn't. Um, uh, I, like I said, compared it to um, Persia. Right. And Babylon would have been part of it. Egypt would have been part of it, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, but Persia was the empire. Darakin was the empire. Okay. Um, and there's four other cities put on the map in Darakin's territory, um, which, if you were to compare it to a um, medieval cities, I would make all those independent city states. Yeah. Um, but you're making part of the empire. But how much control did the empire have over those? How much? Territory of those areas control cities control. Well, there was a military establishment in each one that each one had to maintain because Derekin felt that they needed to have a strong military. Right. And so the military was only authorized by Derekin. Right. And so those communities had to give up um, men for the military and supplies. But the military was only to the amount that the city um, fathers or whatever felt that was necessary. Because in time of war, then everyone comes up. Right. Okay. So the empire, we only ever called it the empire, right? Right. Okay. So the empire, we can compare it to the Persian empire. We're talking about the Archimedes Persians, uh, you know, King Darius and all of them. Yeah, well, I wasn't going to make it last as long as the Persian. Well, there, there were several different Persians. They, none of them lasted very long. <laughs> yeah, I would say the very but, first one. Which is King, King Darius, King Cyrus. Cyrus. Um, those guys. Yeah. Uh, there was only like four or five of them. I, I'd have to look it up. I don't know, maybe more. Um, but they were. They didn't last that long. Either. No, they didn't. Because they... Basically, Cyrus King came in, conquered Babylon, and then Alexander the King the Great came in a few generations later. Yeah, um, and other Persians took over afterwards. Um, but we're talking about the Archimedes, right? Um, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Whatever. Um, okay, so we'll compare the empire to the Archimedes Empire, which actually fits with some of the things referenced from the original known world setting that. Lawrence and Mold, that Schick and Moldvay had put together. Oh. Yeah. Like, um, Selenica is supposed to be Ottoman cultured. Okay. And um, I think Akros, or maybe it's Axoli, have a different culture. I'd, I'd have to look it up. Um, but based on, like, the lang language groups and other stuff. Uh -huh. You know, because because they had different positions, different geography on the original map. Uh-huh. And they took the name, and they're not next to each other, even though they should. Yeah. But that but that does fit a Middle Eastern flavor more right with the original source. Um so that helps. Um and, and with it's the way before right. Islam. Well yeah. And the um 
Yeah, so yeah, so the Persian Empire, they governed by satraps. So you could say each of these cities is a each of the main cities in the empire is a seat for a satrap. Well, I don't know what a satrap is. They're like um governors or they're they're like governors who are left independent, kind of like kings. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um I don't know, it's hard to describe. There's some good videos on YouTube explaining it. <laughs> yeah, I figured that would work. Yeah, but but basically, they would be governed like, basically, it'd be split between different provinces that are left to govern themselves as long as they adhere to the empire, you know, army. They provide military service and money to the imperial city. Right. You know, you think about it, in a world where magic is so prevalent, to not have some form of long-distance communication is asinine. Yeah, you always have us have these uh, uh, magical rings of communication, right? Which or, or the teleport doors? Yeah. Well, looking back, there was already a magic item you had a book for, and it was the magic item. It's a, it's a, it's a two duplicate scrolls, and you write something on it with your magic pen. And it appears on the other one. I think that that would have been better than the rings. It would have been, but you guys never went to the place where I had those stashed. Yeah. So I had to well, come I'm up just, with something else. I'm just saying as like a governmental administration technique. Yeah. Like this is how you send out decrees to your empire. Right. Um, or warn of invasion. Yeah. Um, so I already put up a blog post about that, about this. But um, what was the extent of the empire? We already said that. It had military occupation, the broken lands, mm -hmm. um, military patrols and outposts sort of thing. Right. Yep. And Etrugan was tribute state. Yeah. Okay. And and it covers the whole Republic of Derrickin on this map. Uh -huh. um, what else did we have? Karamikos is part of the empire. Yeah. And Thyatis is part of the empire. Yeah. These are provinces. It's like right. satraps, just like the Republic. Um. <sighs> Uh, more like um, allies, though. Mm. Well, I think it also, like, because the Grand Duchy of Karamikos, um, in the companion book, um, and historically, originally, Grand Dukes or Archdukes were related to the king or emperor. Right. Um, so I think that fits for Karamikos that, you know, he's... A, a cousin family of the emperor's family. Right. And what's the status of Thyatis? Since Thyatis was originally supposed to be an empire, what was its status here in the inside the greater empire? Um, they had been um, met at war and lost, but the empire decided that their um, sailing abilities were so great to let them be independent, but they had to... Um, trade with them equally and they had to um furnish the empire with ships okay um what about irandi and minrothrad because are because i think we talked before and though they were um tribute states i think that's what we determined right um they, they had all been conquered and so anybody living there that remembered the conquering were not happy. Anybody not living would not remember. 
So they would have assigned. So the island nations would have assigned governors. Right. Okay. And these cities are where the satrap is located. Right. Um, what about the five shires? Um, and the and elf, the Candlebar Forest, where the elves are. Okay, where the elves are, they're pretty much able to um, fend off any attacks. But then there was no reason to attack them because they provided all kinds of goods and services that were not available anywhere else. Okay. Um, I mean, magical. Well, I mean, horrible. like, because we had earlier described the elves as kind of isolationist. Yes. So the empire didn't hold authority over them or what? They didn't, but like anytime the empire needed strong uh, soldiers, the elves would come. But anytime the elves needed strong soldiers, the empire would come in mass. Right. And the five shires was basically the same thing, but they never went to war. So no big deal. I know we went to Selenica a few times. Do you want to describe Selenica? Uh, it was it was a frontier town that was basically just there because they needed a rest stop for the caravans. Okay. So anything delving into tra travel, they were keen on, and they knew how to travel most efficiently. Right. And our opening up the trade route from Karamikos up north, I assume, would help with the Selenica's yeah, trade and population. Exactly. And what was the... Well, okay, let's go into the rest of them as going individually. Um, kind of covered the Empire. Unless you have anything else to say about the Empire. No. Okay. Um, the Emirate of Yerlarum. Um, I'll just... Okay. Um, we are talking about Yerlarum. Okay, so um, what real-world analog would you compare Ularum to in more your like, version? I'm more like the um, northern half of uh, Africa, the Saharan Desert area, and those types of people there. So eastern Sahara or western Sahara? Because there's like the Mali tribes. That's true. And then there's like the Nubian south of Egypt. Yeah. I'm thinking more like the eastern tribes. Or or there's Libyans. And Libya is what I was thinking. Or or Ethiopia. No. No, more like the Libyan. Like like the mythological Libyans. Yes. Like described in the Iliad and right. well, Odyssey not Iliad. Yes. Um Yeah, because they, they encountered the Libyans there. Okay. So more of a African North North African culture right um and um okay and as far as like yalam did it just have the one big city on the oasis yep there's this other oasis was there smaller city but yeah okay because in the in the gazettes here they have a whole a whole bunch of more oasises and uh, random cities and yeah but you'd have to know where they are yeah or else you'd go out, get out there in the desert and die yeah well, they, I don't know. In my opinion, they make the gazetteer version of Yolaram way too populated. <laughs> that, okay, yeah, I would agree with, because it's not supposed to be very populated. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, only what the oasis is but it's can not, support. It's not Muslim at all. No. Okay, so that, that'll be different than the gazetteer. Way pre-Muslim. The gazetteer kind of made a whitewashed 
a family-friendly version of Muslim. No, there's no such thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Um, so basically, Saharan, North, North African um, of, of the ancient world cultures. Um, okay. Oh, besides, the Muslims were like, what, 700 years after Christ? Yeah. Whereas most of this stuff, yeah, this is I'm thinking is before culture. Christ. Right. Well, I'm going to change it. Well, I'll get into that later um, with the clerics and the church. Basically, I'm going to have the, the clerical theology be more Christian-oriented. Okay. Because based on their abilities, based on the original individuals, they're obviously Christians. Okay. <laughs> but that's that's pretty much the biggest change I'm going to make to the setting. Um, anyway, um, from there, the five shires. Um, let me read the description. I can find it again. Five shires. The five shires of the homeland of the halflings. The area is ruled by a council of five sheriffs who each control a shire. Four times a year, the sheriffs made a great feast and they decide shire-wide policy by vote. So, um, how would you describe the five shires? Basically, independent and nobody cares. And what was their role? Well, you said they're, so they're independent of the empire. Yeah. Did they pay any sort of tribute or did trade go through? Trade went armies through. passing through what? Um, armies didn't need to pass through because yeah, they're yeah. not where large travel can happen. Right. So they either go by the coast or they go up the river. Right. And avoid the shires altogether. Okay. Uh, and you said we had passed through there a couple times? Yeah, because you wanted to go that way. Okay. And they're, they're friendly folk, they're uh, uh, accommodating. But they just don't want you to stay. Yeah. Okay. Um, my idea, uh, I don't know how well this fits with how you have them, but is to have the um, the hobbits. Basically, they live in underground burrows, like described in the Hobbit. Right. Um, and those burrows are unrecognizable to most to humans. Yes. Um, they look like just hills. Hills. And and the and they have their plots of land that are garden but they're garden in such a way um they're not they're not rows and rows of fields like humans do they're garden in such a way to look natural so they have just as much crop produce but um yep but it, it doesn't look like it's fields of crops yeah no it's not straight line so so it looks so like to a human traveling through it looks like abandoned territory yeah fertile very fertile land all kinds of plants and animals roaming all over the place. But um, very few people, because as soon as they see you, they duck inside. The only time they come out is if you actually go into a nest of them, and then they come out to uh, invite you for dinner. Yeah. yeah. And to tell stories of what's going on yeah. in the outward world. And I know the D and D products tried to distance themselves from Lord of the Rings, but how much did you make halflings like hobbits? Almost identical. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The the only difference was um, the hobbits are actually taller than the um, five Shire people. Yeah. Oh, you made them 
So how short did you make them? Uh, tallest one was three foot. Yeah, no, that's that's normal for hobbits. Is it at the time of the Lord of the Rings? Okay. Different different breeds of hobbits were different heights. Like you know, a couple a thousand years before they were like four feet instead of three feet. Okay. I, I'd have to look it up, but you know, they gradually got shorter and shorter. Okay. By the time Lord of the Rings, three which feet is really dumb because think about it. Of all the peoples, the hobbits are the ones that are getting the best foods. Yeah, yeah. So they should be growing the tallest. Yeah. Whatever. Well, their history in Lord of the Rings is slightly different. They get they get moved from place to place involuntarily. Um, okay. Um, the Grand Duchy. Um, Karamikos. What we we've already talked about it quite a bit, but the Grand Duchy in general, what real world culture would you compare it to? I don't know. I'm thinking because um, we've ventured mostly in Karamikos. I'm thinking pre-Viking Paris. So more of a French culture, right? Um, or Franks, more than French. French, yeah. Definitely more like Franks. Um, so did you know that Specularum um, is the name of a pottery district in Athens? No, I did not. Um, so, and that's that's one of the names from the original known world before this came out, the, uh-huh. the campaign world. Right. Um, so, um, it could go either way. Yeah. And also, to tie into that, in the description of Specularum, it says that they're a great builder of ships, which ties into Athens. Right. But the difference is, the reason in mine they were great builders of ships is because that's where the people from Thyatis built right. ships for right. the empire. Right. They were hired to come right. build ships. Right. And so, um, it's not on this map, but... Um, on the Karamikos map, um, talking about Fort Doom and the Bay of Holog. Mm-hmm. Um, Holog is German. Okay. Um, and then there's um, Korzegi. I think it's Korzegi, the haunted keep, is, I think it's Hungarian. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's no really, like, the names seem randomly. That would That would tend to be very good because it was opened up by the Dutch Dutchia the the Empire and yeah. the Empire told the Empire look why don't you go down there and help out the Dutch so so all these different names come from different areas of the Empire different cultures within the Empire right okay so the Which Dutchia is a, a more comparison to the United States where yeah. everybody's yeah. coming and in the gazetteers they do make the native Tralladara, kind of like Hungarian Romanian culture, mm-hmm. but the description of like the Empire of Thyatis and the Grand Duchy ruler of the natives, it's more reminiscent of the um, of the English right after the Norman Conquest than anything else. Uh-huh. I don't know how how much you want to put that into it. I don't think so. I mean, the culture isn't, but the, the description of the political period, political yeah. situation is very much like the 
um, Anglo-Saxons versus Mormons. Right. Um, okay, so the Grand Duchy. We were, yeah, we went over that quite a bit. Um, Irendi. Did we ever visit Irendi? No. Um, and the real world analog. Um, let's read the description because the gazette here goes way off base with Irendi. Um, the trading ships of Irendi rival those of Thyatis, and the kingdom sports a magnificent royal palace carved from pure white coral. The king and queen of the land are usually popular adventure heroes. However, they are without true power and serve only as figureheads. Actual rule is held by certain arist aristocratic families, making Irendi an oligarch. So, we never went there. What type, What does that sound like a specific real world culture to you? Um, England. <laughs> England? Now. Yeah. Um. There's something else that I read. Really I take those pages out of this notebook. Okay. Well, no, no, I do have it. I have a picture here. Um. Here it is. Okay. Now to zoom in. Oh, no, I went to... Oh, right here. Yeah, okay, I see how I wrote it down. Okay, so... Um, so, you know, the original world, known world campaign I was talking about uh -huh. before X1 came out? So, Irendi and that was supposed to be similar to the Barbary part. Bar Barbary Coast Pirates. Oh, sounds good. So that, would that work with... Yeah, with, it would. Okay. So, north, uh, basically... Northwest Africa. The, the other side of Africa. Yeah. So we have we have Northern Africa for... No, northeast Northern Africa for, for Irendi, and Northern Africa closer to Egypt for the... Uh, for Yalera. Yeah, Irendi would be northwest yeah. Africa, yeah. not northeast. Yeah, but whatever. You, you know what I mean? You cartographer. I'm, 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 I'm thinking of too many things at once, okay? Yes, you are. Okay. Um, and to go back to some of the things we already talked about. So, I have it mapped out on here. So, Selenica is supposed to be an Ottoman culture. Right. Um, Yalerum was Persian slash Ottoman. Right. Because, okay, so the... Um, on the map, there's the Alassian Desert. Uh -huh. So that was supposed to be Persian, but Yalarum was the Yalarum, the city was Ottoman, right? Because they were located in different places, but on here they got put together. Okay. Um, and the city states in the Grand Duchy, um, I mean, in the Republic of Darakin. Mm -hmm. So Akros was supposed to be similar to M M M Mughal India. Yeah. Um, 
and then more Ottomans and Akasoli. So you see how the Ottomans got yeah. separated from each other. I really <laughs> don't know enough about Mogul India or anything past yeah. India going east. Yeah. To include them yeah. into anything. Well, Mughal India was like the 15th, 16th, 17th century. Yeah, that would have been Persian. And, I mean, uh, Islamic. Yeah, 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 they were all, they, they were Islamic rulers that took over Eastern India, um, Pakistan, that area, yeah. Afghanistan. Um, yeah. Um, but we can still take aspects of the culture. I suppose. Um, oh, and uh, what am I looking at? Right. So Korangling, the city on the borderland, uh, mm -hmm. on the on the border of the Broken Lands, uh -huh. that was supposed to be similar to Byzantium or Thracia, that area. Okay. Um, and then Derekin specifically was supposed to be Dutch. They did do a lot of seafaring. Um, but the, yeah, this is, I mean, this is based on the original, I, I mapped it out onto the Onto the X1 map from the original notebook. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so we're at yeah, Irandi. So Barbary Pirates works for them for your version. Right. Um, let's see. Uh, Minrathad Guilds. The Minrathad Island Cluster is a syndicracy. The government is run by the heads of the various trading guilds. Minrathad is closely allied to Thyatis. Um, what does that sound like? And how did we go there? Sounds like Crete. Crete? Ancient Crete? Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Because, um, again, based on this, the... On Crete the original... after Minoans. Oh, after the Minoans. Okay. So, yeah, okay. The Yeah, because in the original New World, uh, Minrathad was uh, supposed to be like the Hanseatic League. Okay. Which kind of works, um, except their islands instead of on the coast. Um, yeah. But that means they'd have more of a German culture. Right. Which means the Black Eagle Baron would have come over from the Hanseatic, from Minerothad, if we're going to make them German culture. Okay, that works. That's not what I originally intended, but I yeah, mean, that works. I mean, we never went there, did we? Nope. I mean, I mean I'm not tied to these at all. These are just the yeah. original... Uh, yeah. I remember one adventure when you guys were creating the Dragon City trying to get allies. You went to Thyatis. Right. And you guys got lost. Yeah. That's all I remember about that episode. Okay. So, Minrathad, we never went there, but you were thinking more of like a, a ancient Greece around the time of, well, the Trojan War. Or that yeah. Time. Okay. Um, Maybe a little before. Yeah. But, but that, the time period of ancient Greece that we don't really have a written record of. Right. The, the Dark Ages. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Minoan culture, that was really old. Yeah, no, the Minoans were first, and then the Mycenaean Greeks. They kind of overlapped for a little bit. Right. And then there was the collapse of the Bronze Age, and then there was the Dark Age, 
of Greece, which lasted 400 years. Right. And then Homer was around 800 BC. Right. Which, you know, Homer didn't make up the stories. They had handed down for hundreds of years before him. Right. So, yeah. Um, so you were thinking like ancient Greece, Dark Ages. Right. Mythical Greece. Yeah, what, what? that would be more accurate. Mythical Greece. Okay, as far as Minerathad Islands. Right. Which works. It, it works with the whole, because this whole area was supposed to have the same language group, which okay. works. If we're going to have some sort of Greek influence on the coast here, then it would make sense for the islands to have a similar Greek. Right. Um, Thyatis, um, we already talked about it a little bit. Um, did you make it more similar to Rome or Constantinople? Constantinople. Because here it describes it as uh, the Byzantine, Byzantine Empire. Yeah, I would have made it more Constantinople. Okay. Because that is Byzantine. Because saying Byzantine Empire could just refer to it being complex, complex legal and political situation. I'm locational. That's not how I have it. Okay. So more of Constantinople, the second Rome, than Rome itself. Right. Okay. So does that mean that that's that, why they were a independent ally right. to the empire? So does that mean that uh, Thyatis city is eclipsing the imperial city at this point? No. Or is approaching? Well, it's getting close, but no. Okay. I mean, the the only reason Thyatis is as big as it is is because they have great commerce with the empire. Right. Okay. If not for the empire, Thyatis would be falling. Yeah. Okay. Um... And we already said the true again. That leaves oh, the Thanagoff Archipelago. Uh, yeah, doesn't really have a big description for that. Doesn't really say anything besides where it is. Okay, so that's the description of those places. That's from X one. Now to my other questions about our actual maps. So we went over those. Oh. I think I have it with me. I do. Okay, so the original 81 expert book. There is a map of Karamikos. Yes. Okay, so you know how we drew in this river? Mm -hmm. The river above the mountains, it normally stops um, just northwest of of where the Dwarven label is. Right. But we drew it in. Right. And we also drew in like a waterfall or something up by the Lost Valley. Right. Where which is the source of that river. Yep. Okay. At what point did we draw that in? Do you remember? Um because I think I'm pretty sure I remember, but I'm pretty sure we weren't using this map at the time, so maybe I'm wrong. I drew it in um for another um threesome that was playing that were going into the Lost Valley. And I had them peek over the tops of the mountains and saw this beautiful waterfall going off to the west. But you didn't include that when we played? Not until uh, you actually got through the Lost Valley. Okay, but you did it. You you include the geography to go the same route. Right. Okay. Um, okay, so I could be totally wrong here, but I do remember. 
So you remember my half drow character, mm-hmm. Mahonrai? Right. Um, there, basically, we caused an avalanche, basically like a mountain to collapse, mm-hmm. which created a big giant flood. Yep. And then a permanent river resulted from that eventually. Yep. And that's what I thought this drawing was. Um, but that was when I was in like my senior year in high school. And I know I'm pretty sure we weren't using this map at that. Time. No, it wouldn't have been that. It wouldn't have been. Do you, there. Do you remember where that was? Um, that would have been way further west. Okay. So, like by heel. Yeah. Heel. Yeah. Okay. So you also have, um, you also have this little um, pit thing drawn at the edge of the foam fire valley. Uh, what did that represent? That was the um, um, where I thought threshold was at the time. Oh, you placed threshold up here. Yeah, farther okay. up than it actually is. Yeah, because on the yeah on the actual the expert map where threshold is, it's right here on the corner here. Right. Um, but that was supposed to be threshold. Yeah. Because that's also the spot where there would be the the tower and gate into the pass into the mountain to get to Boss Valley. Right. Um, okay. Let's see, what else? Um, so, on here, you drew in pencil uh, road network. We've talked about, well, we haven't talked about it in the interviews, but what were these roads, where did they lead, who built them? They weren't roads you could take wagons on, but they were roads that you could walk on foot. They were trails. Yeah. Okay. And they were well-known trails, but Few people liked to travel them because they were so dangerous. Right. Um, um, okay, so here we have a whole half page. Yeah, a whole half page description of the gnomes and how they're isolationists. Uh-huh. And then it has a map of a gnome, la- gnome layer. So do we ever have much contact with the gnomes? Um, did we ever go into one of their layers? No, you did not. And the gnomes, I put, there's a fairy in that... Um, well, in the B-10 adventure? Right. Yeah, it's over here. There's oh, a fairy. okay. A fairy goes across this river. Yeah, I was having those gnomes as outcasts from the gnomes. Okay, the ones on above the surface. Right. Okay. And um, there were quite a few. Okay. Um, yeah, that was my question about the gnomes. Um, can you describe each of these settlements? Like, where's Kalot? It's labeled here as a, um, as a four-turf heat. Well, what's the... That would have been up in the hills. It's ruins. It's, it's, yeah. It's ruins. That would have been up in the hills above the five shires. Because you also mentioned when we talked about Black Eagle, Black and Eagle had... Uh oh, werewolves and stuff. Yeah. Um, were those from Were Squat? Yes. Okay. So Were Squat, there's werewolves and stuff living there. Yep. Um, monsters. Yeah, because that is across the border in Five Shires, um, but that's not like a Hobbit place. No, it's not. They stay away from it. Do the do the, the werewolves prey on the Hobbits or what? Nope. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to describe Lund in general? Lund was a town developed before the Black Eagle that was there to 
create, I guess you would call them uh, rangers, like in the movie um, Lord of the Rings. Right. To travel these roads and help the people, you know, the mer merchants and everyone get to their destinations. So, adventurers. Yeah. Um, or hire. We already spent a lot of time talking about the Black Eagle. What about the Haunted Keep, which is Corazetti Keep? That was what was there before the um, Empire. And that was the original um, uh, Inhabit natives. Uh, not natives, but um, the original rulers of the uh, entire Oh, uh, so there was, there was a big kingdom centered right here. Right. Okay. And so how did it get ruined then? Was it by conquest um, or yeah, before that? The, the elves were tired of them beating up on them. Because here it says, does it say anything about it? Uh, I don't think it does. Well, because in the basic book is where the haunted geek it's introduced and that's the background for it. Right. And it's supposed to be um, were rats or something at the bottom. Right. Um, um, what it's about, also where the two wizards yeah. lived after the heat fell. Yeah. Um, what about Kelvin? Can you describe Kelvin for us? I mean, we already talked about him. Kelvin's but. just a good, um, uh, I guess, uh, um, port town, you want to call it, on a river. Yeah. Because you got three rivers coming to it. Yeah. You know, threshold. So it's so it's a trading area. Yeah, it's a trade. Okay. Um, and what about Krakatoa? That's supposed to be a castle. Yeah, that was also an old castle that was being um, refurbished. Now, currently, it's outside of this this border, which I'm which I've always interpreted. Well, not always, but. I'm interpreting these borders as like settled lands, like it describes the settled lands in this right. description. I'm looking at this as the settled lands and everything else is borderland and wilderness. Right. So Krakatoa's is outside of the settled lands. Right. So. Um, I always thought Krakatoa's was the place where the uh, Sword of Justice elf fled to. Okay. So that's, he, that's, he knew about that's, it. That's the mansion. Yeah. That we explore. Right. Okay, that makes things interesting. Okay, that, that places that for us. Um, and what about um, the Maryland Estate? Um, that's also a castle. It is. Um, that's where a lot of your um, espionage while you were in Kermikos itself, or Spectralum, um, where a lot of it was happening that you guys actually found out and had to take back information to Baron. Do. Do. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? Um, okay, so up here, um, up here at the following the river northwest from Kelvin, um, where the river splits, you added a town, and you changed some of these Hill hexes into forest hexes. Yes. Um, that was another elven community starting up. Oh, just a minute. Okay. Um, 
so going back to um right so the the forest in the town you added you um can you describe what you were doing with that they were outcast elves from the elven community over here okay so from rifflin and those elves right because um they felt that the horses were uh, more important than the Riflean elves felt. Yeah, because the, the Riflean elves, tra- they, they prized the white horses, right. according to the time. Right. Yeah, and the other ones prized all horses. Right. And, and and they did not own any, but they treated all wild horses very well, so the wild horses loved hanging around them. Right. So these guys were more like, they're your more typical hippie nature loving elves. Yeah. Whereas these elves are more civilization. The the elves gather on his front and Ripley and they're more civilization organized and they use horses as mounts. Right. Mounts and currency. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So these guys are your so we've got a whole another offshoot that's your hippie loving elves. Yeah, only about a hundred of them. Okay. Um, okay, Al, and talking about your road network, so over here you added a little settlement to the Five Shires just off the coast. Yeah. Um, basically straight west from the Black Eagle. Right. Um, what's that? That was a group of, um, uh, hobbits that liked humans. And so they were going to start a town on the coast for humans to, um, come and hear the Hobbit songs and drink the Hobbit ale. So their architecture would be like human wooden houses? Yeah. Like, um, kind of like Bree from Hobbit. Or yes. Only much smaller. Yeah. Well, like, did, they, normal... did they have, they, they built for Hobbit size and not human size? They tried to, but they didn't quite understand how tall humans Oh, oh they get. tried to build for humans, but they didn't build for Right. So any really tall human is going to be bumped. So, like, the ceilings are, like, six foot tall. Yeah, basically. Yeah, so it's, like, just a human can fit, but it's a tight fit. Yes. Except for the tall ones. Um, I think that's everything for that map. Um, oh, um, so all these, where there's all these dwarves and gnomes and goblins and kobolds, so there's all these cave entrances. Um, did you keep track of, I mean, did you keep those... How were those integrated to the setting? I kept those as um, random encounters. Right. If oh. you went through an area that had a name on it, uh, you random encountered that. Right. And over here, um, just north of the Haunted Keep, the cave up there, you wrote dwarves in there, but it didn't have a label. Right. Um, that was some dwarves that were, again, Picked out, and that was because they like to do too much trading with the humans and not enough with the dwarves. Okay. Um, so also with that cave. So if you look at the eighty-three expert map, um, this one. Mm-hmm. Good sideways. Well, I can uh, rotate it right.
No, too fast. Okay, so in the 83 expert map, it places some modules. And where it places, uh, uh, you can't even. Um, it places B1 right up where this cave is, mm -hmm. for the, where you label dwarves. B1. That, that's the search of the unknown with mushrooms. Oh, yeah. Covered. That would have worked. So, did you place it there? I know we talked about where you placed it when we went over the event. That, that would have worked, and the dwarves moved into it. Okay. After we cleared it out? Yeah. Okay, that works. Because um, they heard the tales. Yeah. yeah. I think that's everything with this map. Okay, um, so now... Uh, I guess I should put the rest of the book back inside the book. I think it's um okay. Um now going to the uh so we have the TSR hex booklet. We ha I actually still have the cover. I found the cover in your old notebooks. Oh, yeah, the the pad, the cardboard pad, right? Cover. Yeah, we still have that. Ah, interesting. I don't keep it with it because it's completely unattached. Right. But um, yeah. So um, so you're saying there were some pages missing from the textbook? Yes, there are. Mm -hmm. I don't know which ones they are. Do you remember what they cover? I just okay. know that there was more stuff. I just don't remember what it was. Okay, so this first page that we only have part of <laughs> it's um it's southeastern Karamikos, basically specularum. Is on the eastern side of the map, and Fort Doom is on the western side of the map. That would mean um, it's the southwestern. Sorry, southwestern. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, it's eastern. It's eastern of the swamp. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, okay, so can you describe all the? So you put several different settlements here. Are do those represent keeps? Because the in the expert map, a square represents a keep. Yeah, that's the house where that's, the elf went to. Oh, that's. Because this is Krakatoes here. Okay. That's Krakatoes. This is Maryland. Ev. Okay, that was Maryland. Yes. Um, that's Krakatoes. Um, okay. Maybe I changed it. One of these is the mansion. Yeah. Well, because one of them should be a village. Because the mansion is supposed to be a day's walk away, basically. Okay, so that would be this, the mansion. And that would be a village. So, well, Krakatoa was supposed to be a keep originally. I mean, it was on the expert map. Yeah. I mean, of course, there could still be a village. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they had a map of the village in the dungeon dragon adventure. The reason I put it over there was because there was a river there, and in that right. adventure, you go out to the backside yeah, that underneath would, into a river. That would be the mansion, yeah. Then that would be the mansion. Yeah. So this is mansion of the Sword of Justice. And so the, you place the village to the to the west, directly right. west. Right. I guess we could calculate the scale. I'll bother calculating the scale later. Okay. We'll make the log post. Um, what about all these other places? Well, this one down here was a special keep. Uh, it was on the coast, and it was called the keep, the coast keep. It was merely for garrison. 
and uh, or being able to watch people come around the peninsulas. Okay. Yeah, that's the subscribe because this is audio and then I've got photo on my blog post. But that's the keep direct on the southern coast uh, where the cliffs are. Yep. Um, so that's that's just a garrison post. Right. Um, what about all these other? Are those keeps or what? Um, that's a keep, and this is a keep. And are these managed by lords, by someone the duke appointed, by what? That would be someone the duke appointed, and it could be as low as a sheriff. Because, like, they could be his personal retainers. Right. Manning the garrison, um, as opposed to a lord. As, as few as 20 um, men-at-arms could be in one of those keeps. Yeah, which is historically accurate. Yeah, a lot of keeps historically have. Some of them only had one steward. In the keep, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, because there were so many keeps in the Europe. Yeah, that's true. Um, and this is Lund, and this is another keep. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if this map. Well, that doesn't really match up. Oh, you have another. Is that a keep or a village? That's a keep. Okay. Yeah. So all these are keeps, except for you have a village just north of the Fort Doom. What's that? Right. Um, that I don't remember. That might be a keep. Yeah, uh, I I made I made it a village, but it might have been a keep, and some farmers have settled around it. And what type of cliffs were these? Are these like the cliffs of Dover, or no. like something else? More like the cliffs of uh, La Jolla, California, in San Diego County. Oh, I've um, a good uh, two hundred feet, but there is shoreline. It's, oh, it's yeah. It's not a rocky. It's not a rocky... Um, there, there's like the beach leading up to the cliffs. Right. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And those would be like... Those would be like limestone? Um, or would be... More like sandstone. Sandstone. I'm not sure I have to go look that. Because um, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. But it's like it's like flaking dirt coming off of it. It's not like solid rock. Right. Yeah. I think that's sandstone. Yeah. Is very sandy, I know that. Yeah. Um, so that's the first page. Um, and your borders of the hills and forests are slightly different than the expert map. That's because I didn't have the expert map. Well, this one. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming you were popping off of that. I was trying Cause, to. Because your scale. Oh, and then you have, you can barely see it, but over the, by the, uh, well, I guess it's also by speculation. Yeah. But the area, um, you have a border, and then it looks like you marked off farmland. That is farmland. Yes. Right? Okay. So that's farmland. That would be the settled lands. Right. Okay. I'm surprised uh, I didn't write anything on the back there. No, no, that one. Okay. Second page, we have the west edge of the map cut off. Yep. Um, we've gone over this several times, and we've tried to identify, and then we decided that it's not right. <laughs> I think that's Lund. Okay, so the big the big dot. You think that's Lund? Yeah. What scale is this at? I have no idea. I don't remember. Because if that's Lund, and Lund is up here, so you went up in a deeper scale on this. Right. Because you have these outlined red marks. If we know the scale, what those are. are those, those could be like the six miles. It's possible. Um, you know, the six miles from the expert map. Right. That's my guess. Um, so if this is Lund, 
I'm assuming these solid lines are the rivers. Right. Because um, they have bridges on them. Yeah. And then we have these bridges, and then we have dash line, which I'm assuming is a trail. Right. Which, if that is one and this goes this way, that would be going to the Haunted Keep. Right. Correct? Let's see. One. That does match up kind of closely. But then you have a swamp just south of one here. Right. Um, so I, th I think a better description would be an abandoned beaver pond. Okay. And the reason the beavers abandoned it is because it became a swamp. Yeah. Um, I decided to put that in. And what's this cliff with this little thing in the middle, north of them? You remember the keep that was backed up against the cliff and was falling down and there was a carrion crawler castle misdemeanor yeah you put that there yeah oh i mean i can work with that but officially it was supposed to be by threshold i did not know that at the time yeah because because in the basic because i thought you got them together because there's the basic 83 set with the dragon and the fighter right i thought you got it at the same time as as a I thought you bought it at the same time as this book This one. Nope. I thought you bought them together. Nope, that was separate. Okay, because because they came out the same year. That might be, but I did yeah. not bite that immediately with um, the other one. So so it has the keep in the basic set. In the expert set, it says you can place it just north of threshold. Okay, that's fine, but that's but, where but I if put you it on if you map. placed it here, yeah, then that's where it's going to be on my version. Okay, I mean because we. We went through there several times. Yes, you did. And if that's where it's supposed to be, that's where it's supposed to be. And that's where you found the dust bunny. I mean, it's one thing for me to change something that you had ideas for that we never ever, ever went to, like Minerva that or Irendi or right, something right. like that. But like this, that's definitively in our campaign. And that, that's, that that's, is always the first castle or first keep that I ever took anybody to. Yeah, yeah, that and B2. We talked about B2 where we played. Yeah. Place to, I have to look at that. Um, so you're you're pretty sure this is Lund. Yeah. Because other times we talked about it, you weren't sure if this was Rifflian or what. No, I'm I'm pretty sure that's Lund. If that's the keep that has the yeah. cliff side. Yeah. Yeah. This is starting to make sense now. Sense more sense than the other time we talked about this for this map. And I'd have to count these, but that looks like it could be. Like, maybe split them up to, I don't know. That looks like it's about 20 across, maybe 30. I don't think they'd be 30. I don't know. I'm guessing just before. But, yeah. I'd have to count them. I think 24 would have been more accurate let me, of what uh, I was going by back then. Let me then. pull this up. Because well, if that's, I'm trying to figure out if, if those red lines are either the six-mile map or the... Uh, for the 24 mile map. Um, Where's the main one? There it is. Right, so I don't think it's based on the 24 mile map because one's not even marked on it, right? Mm -hmm. But if you based it on this map, then we have one which is in Hill Hex, 
And you, but you would have also changed the orientation because the way it's set up, mm-hmm. you have the you have the big hexes going directly west east of Jasha, right? Where their opposite orientation on the six mile, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, either your north isn't at the top of the page, or you it's not based on the six mile map. I don't think it's based on the six mile map. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. You got to remember back then. I well, was it looks like you. Yeah, well, it looks like you tried to. Yeah, because see, there's this this uh, forest valley hex mm-hmm. just southwest of one, mm-hmm. and there's this group of trees just southwest of one here. Yeah. Um. So it looks like you did base it, but that's not what the red lines represent. Right. Um. You have no idea what the scale is then. No. Because we know those red lines aren't the six miles. If that's because there's that valley hex, and then there's a band of hills, and then there's more forest, which kind of matches up with forest on this. Right. Um, and I only forests on the outside of a consolidated forest. The stuff that's on the inside is still forest. I just only did the outside edges of the forest. Right. Well, it looks like also here, so the pen lines look like they could be rivers. Right. And these big markers look like roads. Yeah. Um, because it goes through line and it goes through the bridge, not under the bridge. Right. Um, and if you look closely, those map match up with your pencil marks on the expert map. Okay. Like this, this uh, trail going south matches up with this just going by the haunted keep. Right. Oh, I and this right here on the edge of the forest, right. the, the square in the circle plateau. Yeah. That must be the haunted keep. Yep. So this trail. Cuts across through the forest out to Riffland and Kelvin. Right. That's the trail on the north side. I see where it matches. Yeah, that's definitely long if we're looking at it. We match these up. I'll have to do, do a closer inspection and see what scale is that. Okay. Um, maybe these are supposed to be 20, maybe these are supposed to be one mile hexes. The I'll fact that these up. are rivers yeah. doesn't mean river, it means there's water flowing. Well, yeah, it's. The the map doesn't show all the rivers. Yeah, it's too it's too small of a scale to show the rivers. Right. Um, I mean, if you think of uh, um, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Yeah. And how Little John fell into the creek. Yeah, I know. I can't swim. I can't I swim. Oh, and the, here at the edge of the swamp, you have a little plateau symbol. Is that supposed to be the old Beaver Dam, or what is that? Yeah. Is that a natural plateau? No, that's the Beaver Dam. Okay. So that's that it, page. What happened was it changed the course of the river where there's one going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see. But then once it became a swamp, it quit going that way. But the in a high flow year, it will go that way. Yeah. Okay. Okay, back to the map I really want to talk about. So here is your... Uh, okay, this is your... Your first attempt to make the known world on your own hex paper. Yeah, and I definitely got 
tired of doing it. Um, so some certain things are slightly off. Yep. Um, you have your larum being a forest. I know. You want to talk about that? No. Because <laughs> because I think what when we talked about this before off off audio we you had said this was back before you ran it with us kids. Yes, it was back before I ran it with anybody. Oh, I thought you said it when you were running with uh, mom's friends. So. No, nope, it was before that. Oh. I mean, well, it was with them, but I'd gotten this book about the same time I got my very first um, Dungeon Master's Manual. Right. And so I started doing things because yeah. I wanted more detail. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. So you lay a forest. Yeah, no kidding. You, you have nothing to say about that? No, I made it a forest. And you have several cities in Yulera. That's correct, because it's a forest, so yeah. I can hold more people. Yeah. It doesn't even look like you have Yulera City. It should be like right here. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, and Malfeggy Swamp. You have a capital city in the... Well, you've turned the swamp into farmland. Yeah. Uh, and you have a capital city there. That's right. Did that ever make it into our games? What is that? Nope. Never did. What was it supposed to be? Salt Lake. <laughs> okay. Because they went and changed the landscape. They, they drained the swamp. They drained the swamp. They fertilized it. And they... Great place to be. Right. Swamps are great if you can drain them. Right. Just don't be there when there's a great big storm. Right. Oh, and here above Karamikos, you have a ton of hills going going into where, like, that should be forest. That's correct. And you also have broken lands. Ah, uh, that is correct. Yeah, in a so, weird spot. That, so this map is really out of culture. Well, yeah, I'm just trying to get your... And, and if you look the at Diatis, yeah, there is no isthmus. Well, there is. It's just you made it river. Yeah. And it's differently shaped. Yes. Uh, Although I did get... You did get the islands, but those are also in the wrong spot. Yes, they are. They should be like... A, that and further down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, talking about the the islands where the Isle of Dread is. They're filled with cities. You've got a capital city here, too. Yes. So what was that supposed to be? I don't know. You don't remember? Because nobody ever went out there for such a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, so that map's just weird. And nobody wanted to go on the Isle of Dread. I would keep asking, and nobody wanted to go. As and I couldn't figure out why. That's before us, huh? Yeah. yeah. We went to the Isle of Dread all the time. I know. Uh, are we missing one? Yeah, this no, is where no, the pages mind. start missing. No, 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 no. It's um, I just thought they were in different order. Okay, so the next page, um, again, you tried drawing it again, obviously messed up. That's what he crossed it out. Yes. Um, but here at the bottom of the page, you have tunnels, and I'm pretty sure that's the tunnels from. Um, X4, the pass under the mountains. Yep. Um, the, the Great Mountain Pass. Yep, I tried to elaborate what they had in them. 
manual. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It worked for one adventure. Yeah. But it just wasn't right. Yeah. And the next page is the Def's Ride, the CM2 Def's Ride module. Now. Correct. And I'm pretty sure this is exactly the same at the DM's mapping. It's pretty close. I've run it I several times, better. and I use this, and I'm pretty sure it's the same. <gasps> I'd have to look to make sure, but if there are any differences. I... By that time, I had gotten much better. Yeah. Um, anything you want to say about this map? Um, it had a lot more detail than the uh, one that the mm -hmm. manual gave me. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm thinking that that first map we looked at, mm -hmm. or the second map we looked at, that is 24 miles to the big square, to the red hexes. Mm -hmm. Because here, oh, you've got the red hex. Oh, that's what's different. Um, the Death's Ride map in the book, these are the squares, not hexes. That's why I did it. Because I wanted it on squares instead, of, I mean, on hexes instead yeah. of squares. Yeah, yeah. So they can't match up exactly. But the the red line, the the big hex that's twenty, that's a one twenty four mile hex. Right. That's the same as the book. Right. And if you did this, well, I'm assuming you did this earlier. But if you had looked at that one, because the orientation is the same. Right. So it could be. I'll have to look at the scale and make sure, but if it's the same method, then this would also be 24 mile big red hexes around the small hexes. Okay. I don't have to look to check the scale, but that's a possibility. And that does match up with the little patch of forest here. With that, you know, six. And the distances from Lund to there is. A few hours. Yeah. And that would be it. Well, yeah. Yeah, because that's it's like seven miles. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's Death Ride map. Now I get to the official known world map that we actually use. We usually did, didn't use the ones in the book. We used this X map. For yeah. Um, you've got... Um, we described the Empire already. Uh-huh. Um, Go back to the Yolarum. Yeah. So, the royal family, I have their character sheets here. All of them? All the ones I still have. Oh, okay. I think there's one other that we used to have, but I don't have. Um, let's see. I think Sterling was the dad. The king. I'm also picking out of Okay, here we are. Okay, so we've got so you learn we have right. So we have Sterling, the king. The only colored part of his picture is his face. He's blackface. <laughs> That's all Cassie wanted to do. Uh, uh, yeah, my sister Cassie drew pictures for all these characters. 
Um, oh, before we go any further, let's. Uh, so, talking about Yalarum on this map. Okay, so we already talked about the basic culture. It's not Arabic, it's more African, Libyan, African. Right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we have King Sterling. We have his picture, we have his character sheet. Um, you want to describe King Sterling? Tall man. Um, very yeah. muscular. Yeah, seven feet tall, 300 pounds. Yeah, very muscular. Um, think of, um, let's see, uh, Wilt Chamberlain. Right. Um, you also have written on here, Comely 19. Does that mean you were using the ADD rules for comeliness? Yeah, I was. Because that came out, that was with the Unearthed Arcana. Yep. And that came out, I want to say, in 84? Yeah. Or maybe it was 85. Um, yeah. He also has a plus four spear of slicing with an 18-inch blade, and it's returning. So he can throw it into the return. Yep. So did you just make this up? He was never played as a character. He was always an NPC. Yep. Yeah. He's a master in the Bastard Sword, the Two-Handed Sword, and an expert in the Spear. Yep. And he's got an 18 strength. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you want to describe the king kingdom structure? Because Emirate, in the original expert set, it's Emirate. And then later they, they changed it to Emirates. Plural. Okay. And Amir, Amir in Arabic really just means king. Yeah, okay. Like if you're trans, that, that's why I call him King Sterling works because Amir King pretty much the same thing. Right. Well, all the lands that have sand on it, he claims. Okay. Well, the Valley of Yalera. Yeah. 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 Um, like, what was, was it like an absolute monarch? What was the. Yeah, yeah it was absolute monarchy. And um, the. Warriors were thought highly of. Okay. Kind of like the Shogun in Samurais. Yeah. But it was with an African tent. Right. Um, we don't have enough information about ancient Africa and their civilization to say, yeah, it's like that. Yeah. Because the oldest thing we really have is Chaka Zulu, and it's definitely that's, nothing like that. That's not even that's way in the south. Yeah, um, not even related. Yep. Um, okay, so we have King Sterling, then we have the Queen mm -hmm. Morlona, 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 Morlona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's spelled weird. Yes. Uh, purposely. She's a paladin. Yep. Twelfth level. Oh, and the king is a nineteen twelve fighter. Right. The queen is a twelve level power. Right. Um, she's kind of like the. Um, she is a gold pocket dragon. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so we don't have her picture. I don't. I'm, I'm not sure if Cassie ever drew her picture, but we do have the picture of the children of a little girl and a little boy. Right. Cassie named them, but yeah. never did them. And I, and I think we mentioned this. Sila 
on on the Queen's character sheet it says Sila's mom, and we're pretty sure Sila was Cassie's character. Yes. Do you remember what character that was? Um, do we have it? I don't. Oh, have it. we don't. Cassie has all her. I don't have any of Cassie's characters. Okay, Sila, Sila, or her picture. Um, Sila was kind of a cross between her dad and her mom. Okay. So she did do uh, clerical stuff. So she may have been a paladin. Because there was. Um, because Cassie, Cassie's other main character was Jabara. J- can't remember, but she always used the same name for her favorite character. Right. And I thought that was one, the one with the black dragon suit. She was the paladin fighter. And I didn't think she was related to the Alarm. I don't think so either. Unless, unless Sila was the one with Black Dragon suit. I don't think so. Okay. Wrong territory for the wrong Black Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you want to say anything else about Moilana? Not Moilana? really, because I can't remember it. Okay. And then we have Yek. I don't have Yek's picture. No, I know Cassie Ka- didn't want to do Yek's picture. I thought we did. Nope. Oh. Okay. Well, we have his uh, symbol, which is a skull with horns. Pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. um, so describe, yeah, he went lots of adventures with us. He did. He, he was, was an NPC. He was the DMPC. Yes. That's the term on the internet these days. You're the DMPC. Yeah. PC of the DM. Yeah, I had fun with Yak. You had. He was not very comely, and he had bad social skills. Well, he's a thief. He's a seventh level thief. Who um, was never very good at thieving because he's so tall. Yes. That's how you always describe Right. Uh, he's, he's good at uh, uh, springing traps. So at this point, <laughs> by the, I guess by the time when he stops playing with him, he got pretty good because he's got these magic items to help him. Right. He's got boots and cloaks of Elven kind. Right. So that really helps him fighting. And he has armor of water breathing. Well, the thing is, with those boots and cloak of Elven kind, they don't fit. <laughs> Well, yeah, they're made for elves. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, he has to scratch down just to make it work. Yeah. And uh, it was for me, he was comedic relief. When when it was starting to go too bad, I would always use him to do something stupid. Yeah. And then we have Bridget's character, Cameron, the mystic. Yeah. We do have her picture. I'm pretty sure this was drawn by Bridget and not Cassie. Yep. Maybe? Yep, it I'm was. Not, I'm not sure. Yeah. And she's a fourth level mystic. Yep. She has, like, no items at all. Nope. Because she believes... She that, had some stuff that got erased. Yeah. Every every adventure, she would get... She would collect stuff, and then she would give it away, because she was a mystic. Yeah. Okay, so that's the royal family. And they basically... The Emir of Yolarum was absolute monarch. Right. Did you always called him king in our games? I did. Um, which I guess is translated. I mean, if they're called Emir, then in the our language, be translated king. Right. No reason to say Emir. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
So other questions about this known world map. Um, oh, so you have marked farmland. I marked an awful lot of farmland. Yeah, so basically the Thyatis Empire above the strait is all farmland. Right. Um, portions of Specularum, basically the settled land. And you also have farmland up here, um, the river, by the river split. Okay. Where you have the elven town. To me, farmland is land that was farmed at least once. Right. Okay. It may not be under cultivation currently. So does this, uh, so for for actual gameplay purposes, does this farmland like, you know how D&D separates between settled, borderland, and wilderness, mm -hmm. does the farmland on these maps represent settled? No. No. Because, you know, once there was a farm there, now there isn't, so then that's because the people have left. Okay, well, except for that, but, like, areas where we know it's still farmed, like, like here up in the Derrickan, like, you have this big strip between the forest and the mountain and the hills. All of that was farmed at one time or another, Okay, but does not mean that it's currently being farmed, but is definitely within the settled lands. Okay. Because settled just means like it's under governmental control. There are yes. going to be a lot of monsters. Right. And then areas, and then there's set definition of like how much area around that is going to be borderland, and then everything outside of that is going to be wilderness. Right. Okay. And notice you don't have any farmland in the Blantry. Nope. Oh, that's another question. You have these, um, all over the place you have these uh, pink uh, horizontal lines. Like in Five Shires, uh, south of Thyatis, and in Glantry. What do those represent? Um, I don't remember exactly. I was going to write down the legend. Yeah. But didn't get to it. Because um, they're, they're not just grassland, because we have grassland up in Nuffingar. Right. Um, I would consider them more like um, the grasslands that are cultivated specifically for growing of grass, like alfalfa. Okay. Which whereas is these, technically farmland. These are like steps. Right, like, and the grass grows wherever it grows, whereas the other ones, you're trying to get the grass okay. to grow. So this is just a different type of, um, maybe not intensively farm. Right. Okay. But it is... Low-tech farming. It's, But you would also consider this to be settled. Yes. Okay. So the, so the pink line areas are settled, but they're not necessarily intensive farming. Right. Um, any other questions about this map? Um, there's not really that many other differences um, on here. We have the Dragon City on this map, but we talked about the Dragon City a lot. Right. I added it. Yeah. Um, so there's that map. I think we have one more. Right. Okay. So then we have the map for X4. You copy that directly here. Right. I think there's a couple of differences you put on here. I, don't I did. Like, um, yeah, you made this all green, like uh, by the, the lake in the north. Uh-huh. Um, did we ever end up here? Nope. And there's a city up there, too. Yep. Um, and we'll go more into this when we go over the actual adventure. I'm just looking at the map on the hex map right now. I think up here is where um, the guy sitting on the blue dragon 
Is that where we went, Blue Dragon, first? I think so. Okay. We'll, we'll get into that when we go to the adventure. Because okay. that was when we went on that adventure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just north of the, the lake in the mountains. Right. Um, and then we have X. Then we have the map for X5. Um, and this is all pretty much verbatim. I don't think you the farmland was in the module map, but no, it, it makes sense. There's some hinterland for each of these cities. Right. Um, yeah, I think you added some trails. And then there's a scarf. Well, that, that was already there. That's in the module. Right. Um, yeah. Maybe. Actually, I made the scarf go longer Okay. than what they showed it. They only showed it across the river thing. Okay. And and out to here, I went all the way to the port. Yeah. It extends in different versions. It changes shape in different versions, too. Oh, okay. Do <laughs> um, you have anything else to say about these two maps? No. Okay. And then we get to my maps. Okay. Which... Oh, go back. The last one of mine. Yeah. The pass. The pass is up here. It's up here. Yeah, this is the pass. Okay. This is the pass. Okay. I could not justify putting the uh, caves to the pass on a full sheet of paper. So that's why I put that's it That's why you put it back there. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I was figuring I was going to make a lot more maps than I did. Yeah. Well, there were other modules that had more that would have filled up the page, but we, I guess you never mapped them. Up. No. Um, and these X4 and X5 maps, they don't really line up. No, they don't. Very well. And it looks like you didn't even try to fix it. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. My mapping skills do not match yours, Lance. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's the hex maps, and I guess that's all we're talking about this session. Unless you want to go into this other paper stuff I have, which I think we can wait. That's about your old characters and some other <laughs> notes you have. Yeah, we'll do that another. Yeah. All right. Next week. Next week, we'll go into another character PC discussion, but it'll be your characters. Yeah. And you have notes that I can't make sense of. Yeah. 